0: Acts chapter number 6. All right. How many of y'all are glad to be saved? Amen. Man, that's good. I don't know if you know what that means or not, but that means you're not going to hell. And it also means the devil can't do a blessed thing about it. Amen? That's even better. Acts chapter number 6, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about problems, problems, problems. Uh, how many of y'all have ever had a problem? <clears throat> how many of you, your problem is sitting, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I don't mean that. I don't mean you brought your problem with you. i seen a picture on Facebook the other day, it says, the pastor said, bring your burden to the altar, and this woman's carrying her husband down to the <laughs> altar, you know. I said, there's people got way too much time on their hands, Amen. Come up with that garbage. What's wrong with these people? All right, all right. Everybody look at me and smile. Look at me and smile. All right, that's good. There we go. There we go. Okay, here we go. We're gonna read uh probably down to verse 7. Let's let's read down to verse 7. Uh Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. It says, In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring. Uh-oh, there's that word. We learned that word Sunday, didn't we? Grumbling, grumbling. Uh, Let let me, let me, I went ahead and put it on my my notes. Murmuring means to grumble. Grumble means to complain or protest in a bad tempered but typically muted way. How many of y'all have ever heard some murmuring? How many of y'all have done some murmuring? Mm hmm. Yep, yep. So we all know where we're at right here, right? We know what's going on. And by the way, too, all joking aside, how many of y'all know murmuring can destroy a church? Sure can. All right. So let's see what they do about it. There arose arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we, talking about the apostles, may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and Procreus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. How many of y'all know that's what we're looking for? Let's all read verse 7. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for this good crowd tonight. Thank you for the spirit in here. I I just feel good. I I feel your presence, and I, 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 I believe I have your word, and I pray that you'll help me deliver it. I can't do this without you. I desperately need the unction from, from the Holy Ghost, Lord. I, I pray that you will take your word and illuminate our minds and, and help us to understand and clearly uh, 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 learn tonight what your word has for us. I pray that you'll touch everybody that's here. Lord, I know there's a bunch of people that's tired and wore out, been working all day. Uh, uh, Lord, they, they're just here, and I'm thankful they're here. And I pray that you'll give them a special blessing for being committed and, and, and Lord, showing up tonight. I pray that they'll get double rest tonight. I pray that they'll get exactly what they came for. And I pray your perfect will be done. Lord, don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, please don't let me forget anything I should. Help me to be an encouragement. Help me to be a blessing to your people. And God, I pray that you'll give me the ability tonight to feed the flock of God. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, What's the title of your lesson tonight? Everybody say it. Growing pains. Pains. How many of y'all know anytime you grow, sometimes there's going to be growing pains, right? The devil devil has tried so far. uh, God's church is being built. God's church is exploding. Uh, the, The favor of God and the blessings of God are upon it. And the devil's tried several times to stop what was going on, trying to stop. Uh, disciples from being made, trying to stop people from being saved, trying to stop all the blessings that God is doing. Uh, the first thing he used is persecution. How many of y'all remember that? When they had Peter and John was arrested, uh, threatened, even to the point that we, we studied last week, they were beaten. You know? Don't preach in this name anymore. Stop what you're doing. They were threatened. They were persecuted. And guess what happened? It did not happen the way the devil thought instead of stopping the church, the church grew and the church exploded and it was it was better than it was before, so that didn't work so instead of trying to attack the church from the outside the devil said i'm gonna, i'm gonna weasel my way on the on the inside and so he started with persecution then he tried sin he's just going to try to inject sin into the church and how many of y'all know that sin is like leaven, according to the Lord Jesus? Sin is like leaven, and, and a little leaven will what? Leaven the whole, it'll, it'll it'll leaven the whole lump. In other words, it'll spread, and it'll spread like a cancer. So God took care of that right away. God judged that sin, and God, uh, he, he he handled that immediately and killed Ananias and Sapphira. How I many of y'all remember that? Say amen. And boy, the, the fear of God came upon everybody, which it should, and uh I was almost tempted, I was almost tempted Sunday uh, to preach that same message from last week because I think this is a universal message that every church in America needs to hear about the fear of God. Amen? Amen. But we see persecution didn't work. He tried to, he tried to come in and, and, and bring sin into the church and try to get it from the inside. So now he's going to go a different route. Now he's going to go a different route. Now he's going to try to bring in division, all right, dissension among the ranks, division. He's going to try to divide people. A house divided against itself cannot. Okay, the devil knows that. The devil knows that. So here's what we're going to find. Let's begin reading in verse number one, and we'll just go down through. Uh, we'll just go down through the the verse here. Verse number one. When you there, say amen. amen. And in those days. When the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Now, here in your in your notes, you'll find in the in the intro, the church was experiencing growing pains, and it was making it difficult for the apostles to minister to everybody. The Grecians were the Greek-speaking Jews. In other words, how many of y'all remember? We, we've just come out. We've just come out of. Uh, 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 help me, my mind just went totally blank. Uh, Dole is getting worse and worse, amen. All right, I knew it. Dole said it wasn't gonna get any better, amen. The last feast we just talked about, Passover. There we go, Passover. We just came out of Passover and and there were Jews from all over the Mediterranean. How many of y'all know, y'all remember what I'm talking about? All over the Mediterranean, Pentecost has taken place and, and now uh, the, 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 Acts chapter number 2, Pentecost, all of them, they received the, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the church exploded. Thousands and thousands believed, and instead of going back home, they stayed there. And so now we've got this influx of people from all over the Mediterranean, and the majority of those that came in for the feast and for the festival, they speak Greek. But the native, the native Jews... All speak Aramaic, okay? Aramaic and Hebrew. So we have kind of a we've got kind of a, a, a cultural thing going here, right? You've got you've got native native Jews who were there, raised, born in Jerusalem in Israel, and then you've got outsiders coming in. Although they're Jews, they're still considered to be outsiders. Are y'all with me? Say Amen. So you have you have the Jews over here that are speaking Greek, and and then you have have the Jews over here that are native. And, and by the way, uh, uh, all natives hate outsiders. <clears throat> when we was when I grew up in Florida, uh, you could always tell. And if you if you was not a native to Florida, you was a Yankee. <clears throat> it didn't matter if you was born on the other side of Tallahassee, say man, <laughs> South Georgia, you were still. People would come down. People would come down from from up north, and they would be this culture. They talked different. They drove different. There they was just such a. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Now I, I'm not. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't grow up in Alabama, so I, I'm not sure how that is. But man, I knew at, when I was when at, at the boat ramps and at the. It, it's a, it's amazing how you could tell. And there's this clash, and there's this tension here. Same way. That's what's going on here, and and so. Uh, In the daily ministration The church How many of y'all remember us talking about They were bringing offerings They were bringing offerings to the apostles And then the the apostles would go and meet needs They would buy food And they're helping the widows And giving out food to the widows And so this is what's going on And so this crowd The outsiders Let's just say it that way The Greek speaking Jews uh, They were kind of getting left out in it Are y'all with me? So Maybe, maybe there was just a little bit of, maybe just a little bit of racism going on. Maybe, maybe a little cultural differences going on because they were making sure this group, the natives, those that, that were speaking Hebrew, they were getting what they needed, but these specific ones seemed to be getting left out. Well, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. So, so there started some murmuring. All right, some complaining, some 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 grumbling going on, uh, and and that's never a good thing. Say amen. amen. It's never a good thing. Uh, I was I was listening to a <clears throat> to a a conference that that Dave Ramsey. How many all know who Dave Ramsey is? Uh, Dave Ramsey. He's the he's the, the the money guy teaching people how to budget and save money and all that. In his company, it, this is his policy: if if someone If someone is caught sharing a problem with someone who cannot fix the problem, they are terminated. I mean, terminated, fired, get out of here. Are y'all with me? And and this is his his reasoning behind it. If you're not addressing the person who can solve the problem you have, then all you're doing is complaining and it spreads. Are y'all with me? It spreads. So he said, we can't have that in our company. We will not have that in our company. If you have a problem, you go up or or, or up the chain of command or whatever needs to happen. You go to the one that can solve your problem. Don't just spread the problem. Are y'all with me? So we got a problem, right? Now, here's, here's what I want you to see. Number one, number one. Let's look at the present situation. What's going on? First off, First off, there's progress in the ministry. Write that down. Fill that in. A, there is progress in the ministry. The numbers multiplied. See what it says in verse 1? In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied. Acts 2, 4, uh, 3,000 were added. Acts 2, 47, the Bible says that God was adding daily, so people were getting saved every day. Acts 4, 4, 5,000 men believed. And by the way, that was just the men. That was just the men. Uh, that wasn't counting. That wasn't counting uh, uh, the, the the women and children that was involved. So there, there could have been fifteen thousand people right here. And then we have Acts six one. The number was multiplied. So estimates estimates uh, from Bible scholars believe that up until this point, there's almost twenty thousand people in the church in Jerusalem. Now that was a mega church, amen. I mean, this is a ton of people, a ton of people, which is a great thing, amen. If we're supposed to be making disciples, if we're supposed to be spreading the gospel, sharing the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and telling everybody, man, this is great. There's a ton of people. But guess what? Progress always brings problems. Progress always brings problems. So let's let's look at B. Let's look at B. Now how many of y'all see that there's, there's just, all right, now here we are, we're trying to preach, we're trying to teach, we're trying to disciple, uh, we're trying to, disciple, uh, we're trying to uh, edify, we're trying to mature people, and now we gotta, now we got to deal with, with, with getting the money and getting the food and, and taking care of this, not only that, but having to deal and discipline sin in the church, and, and, and man, it's running them, running them ragged. There's just so much going on right now. It has gotten, it has exploded. This one little group of people, this one little handful of people that was in the upper room is now a massive, massive group of people. If that makes sense, say amen. Now look at this. Secondly, secondly, we see first the, the present situation. There's progress in the ministry, which is a wonderful thing. The disciples are multiplied. Then B, there's problems in the ministry, There's problems in the ministry. Now, let's look at one, two, three, and four. One, two, three, four, underneath problems in the ministry. All right, write this down. Here's why there's problems. Here's why there's problems in the ministry. This is is really deep, y'all. The reason that there's problems in the ministry is because people are involved. All right, say that with me. All right, now. I need you to look at your neighbor. I want you to look at your neighbor and and and, and, and say, you could be a problem. <laughs> come on. Now some of y'all are enjoying this a little too much. <laughs> All right? Now, now look at them and say, now look, now watch, come on. Now look at him and say, because you're a people. <laughs> I know the English wasn't right on that. I I, I get it. Anytime you have people, you have problems. Amen. I, I once was whining. I once was whining. And I said this because I thought it was funny. And, I, and it, it, you know, at the time it seemed humorous. Uh, man, I tell you what, the ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. But guess what? If it wasn't for the people, there wouldn't be any ministry. Now, here's the thing. This is going to help us all. This is going to help us all. I'm telling you, not just in church, in the church world. I mean, the church splits happen all the time in the South. I mean, it just happens all the time. They argue over everything. There's always problems over this, over that. And there's and, 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 and churches popping up everywhere, not because they're going out winning people. It's because they're getting mad at this one and going over here and making this one. Which is, that's not a good thing. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And we, we need to understand this. If you have people, if people are involved, there's going to be problems. Listen, do you know why there's problems in marriages? Because there's more than one people are involved, right? You know why there's problems in partnerships? People are involved. You know why there's problems in churches? You know why there's problems in refereeing? Come on, Brother Don, say amen right there. Come on now. So I don't think there's a problem. That's because your team won. But if your team lost, they're blind. I can't believe it. They had Ray Charles out there calling this game. Young people will never get that joke because they don't know who Ray Charles is, you know. Are y'all with me? There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. I've heard people say, oh, this was a marriage made in heaven. There's no such thing. (laughs) They were made, but it wasn't heaven. Say amen. (laughs) How do you know that? Because it's made up of people. I've heard, I've seen this. I've seen this. Especially in in younger people. They will see, they will see couples. They will see couples. It seems like they're perfect. I mean, they just seem perfect. Everything seems perfect. They seem like they just get along perfect, and everything about their life is perfect. One or two things is going on. One is that they're faking it. And they argue all the way to church in the parking lot until they get in there, and they throw on their... And you ask them, how's it going? I'm just too blessed to be stressed. Come on. There's going to be a lot of sore ribs tonight. And I don't want to, I, I, I hate that terminology. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Shoot, man, I'm too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> Amen. There's no perfect There's no perfect marriage. I tell them all. Every wedding I do, I tell them right. I'm talking about right in front at the altar, standing there, white gown, tuxedo. I tell them right there, someday you ain't going to like each other. Yeah. Yeah, right. Love ain't going to keep you together. Feelings, listen, it's commitment. Yeah. And I added one after all the weddings and all the counseling and everything I've done all through the years. I used to have four C's. <clears throat> He used to have four C's. First is Christ. Family that prays together stays together. You got to have Christ in your marriage. If Christ is not in your marriage, it's not going to work. Cooperation. 100%, 100%, not 50-50. Takes 100% from both parties. Are y'all with me? Communication. Communication. When you stop communicating, that's the beginning of the end. You got to talk. You got to be able to talk. You got to have, listen, you can always tell when you go out to a restaurant who's dating and who's, who's married. Who's dating is talking, who's married is eating. <clears throat> Do I have a witness? Don't stop communicating. Are y'all with me? Christ, cooperation, communication, commitment. Commitment. I was with Miss Edna and Brother Smitty one time and we went and visited a couple that had been married. I mean, I think it was like I don't, 50-something years, 60. I mean, it was like ridiculous. It was forever. At the time, I was only in my 20s, so it seemed like forever, amen? And I said, what's the secret? And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. So, said, what do you mean, what's the secret? I said, how long y'all been married? He said, son, when we married... We married to be married. You know what he was saying? There's no alternative. We made a commitment, good or bad, hell or high water, death do us part in sickness and in health, good times and bad times. Well, I learned something that day that I think most of America needs to learn again. Commitment. But after all the counseling, after all the time that I've been pastoring, I added one. I added one. I wish I'd have started my ministry putting this one in there. Conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. You say, why are you saying that? Because there's no such thing as a relationship that never, ever has conflict. Sooner or later, you're going to disagree. Sooner or later, you're not going to get along. Sooner or later, you're going to run into a problem. Problem. And and when you come in here and you look at people and you think they've got a perfect marriage, they may have a great one. But it's not because they don't have problems. It's because they've learned how to resolve conflict and solve their problem. Are you all with me? And I'm I'm saying all that to say this. I've, I've heard people, i tell you what, I'm leaving this church. This church is full of problems. I'm going to go down. Oh, come on. Well, if that is a perfect church, you're going to ruin it if you join. <laughs> you know why? Because you're a people. I, 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 it blows my mind. I mean, seriously, it blows my mind. When I, 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 I look at Facebook and, I, and people just get on there and they'll just blab on blab, 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 blab about how they're so disappointed in people. Really? Did you just now figure out that people will let you down? You know what I want to say? So you've never done that? So you, you've, never, you've never let anybody down? You've never, you never disappointed anybody? Guys, all I'm saying is when you look to the side, left or right, and front to back, this church is only made up of people. There's no perfect people in here. There, there's, no, there's, no, there's nobody in here without flaws. There's nobody in here without issues. We all have them. And sooner or later, if we grow as a church, if, we, if God blesses us as a church, we're going to get more people. Are y'all with me? But anytime you have one person that's a problem. Are y'all with me? The reason there's problems is because people are involved. Secondly, write this down. Number two, not only are people involved, but the amount of people involved. <laughs> write that down. The amount of people involved. It's massive. And, 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 and one of the reasons I'm telling you this now is because if you look around, some of y'all came in here. In here, you, you, this is all you know about temples. What you see in here, but but some of you were in here when we was in a little bitty building, and and we had about thirty or forty people, and we could make decisions in the auditorium. We had a vision preacher. Well, let's just have revival this week. All right, let's do it. I mean you just you just you could just you know it w- was no big issue there was no there was no big problems you know that it, it it didn't it didn't require a ton of organization or administration to to make things happen but guess what this is a monster <laughs> this requires a ridiculous amount of administration and organization just to keep it smooth. We have problems that happen on on Sundays on a a regular basis that that, that we have to really majorly do stuff in the the staff meeting on Tuesdays to solve, and y'all don't ever know nothing about it. Because there's so much organization and there's, there's so many people doing so many things. And, and so, what's happening here is not just that people are involved, but the amount of people involved. You have to be able to, in other words, and, and I think why God's want me to share this with you as an organization or an organism grows, as a church grows, you have to adjust. You can't do things now like we did it then. Does that make sense? So, so when a problem comes, it gives you an opportunity to get better. Are y'all with me? And so the amount of people caused a problem, not just that it was people, because people are going to be people. Regardless, people are going to be people. I, 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 sometimes brother, brother, uh, Buchanan, brother Buchanan's over in Fairview and, uh, and 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 you'll never know, you'll never understand this uh, till till you're if you're a, if you a former pastor in here, you'll get this. Uh, but sitting in that chair is way different than sitting in the big chair. <clears throat> and when I say the big chair, I mean the desk where everything stops at. It's not big because who's in? It's just that's what Don't go no further than that. It, in other words, when it comes to me, I gotta fix it. I can't send it on. Are y'all with me? And sometimes Brother Buchanan will come and, 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 and he'll just say, they, 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 I said, welcome to the ministry. <laughs> it is what it is. And the more and the bigger it is, the more problems you have to solve. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Thirdly, thirdly, not only, not only, Uh, are people involved but the amount of people involved then write this down write this down this is big this is big the maturity of the people involved because you got to understand everybody's baby christians the only ones that have any kind of extended you know uh uh growth at all and that's just because they spent the time with jesus are the apostles and so you, you have baby Christians, baby Christians everywhere. And so when you have baby Christians, you're going to have problems, problems. It's just like a, it's just like a baby nursery, right? If you have a baby, you're going to have, you're going to have dirty, which to me is a major. Are y'all with me? There's problems you, you got to solve it just because they're babies. They can't feed themselves. You got to you got to make special food for them. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got you understand. You don't get upset. You, you're patient with them. You you take your time with them because you know they're just babies. babies. You say preacher, why are you saying all this? Because some of y'all are not babies, or, or you, you shouldn't be. Because you've been saved long enough, you should be mature and developed. But 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 even though you shouldn't be a baby. Sometimes you act like a baby with the babies because, because mature people are patient with babies. And, and in a church, if a church is growing, if a church is growing, they're going to have babies. They're going to have babies. If you're growing, you're going to have babies. If you're winning people to Christ, they're babes in Christ. That's where I'm getting at. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying here? And if you're growing, you're going to have babies. You're going to have babes in Christ, and babies present—they're not going to do everything right. They're not going to say everything right. They're not going to—they're not going to be right about everything. For instance, this is just one illustration. This is just one illustration. Uh, one 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 service, one service we had, uh, 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 a young man came with, with a hat on. Had a hat on in, in church. All right, no, put your hat back on, son. I'm I'm trying to make a point here. Put that hat back on. <laughs> all right, all right. An, an, a seasoned saint got an attitude about it. The whole time, number one, It ain't none of his business. Number one. And I don't really need to go past number one, but number one's enough. You don't want to wear a hat? Don't wear a hat. Y'all with me? But if somebody didn't grow up like you or somebody didn't whatever, it's no big deal. The world's not going to end. A ceiling is not going to fall in. But this seasoned person Wanted, went to one of our staff members wanting us to. Man, I, I wish they'd have come to me. <laughs> listen, they're not, on, they're not always going to act right. Sometimes, sometimes they're not going to say the right things. Sometimes, listen, in Bondo Church. Bondo Church, some of y'all know, I'm, I'm leading a little microchurch in an in a, in a, uh, uh, auto body shop. They don't always say it correctly. (laughs) But it's great. I love it. Man, I love being around babies in Christ. Listen, we gotta be patient. And, And and not only that, not only that, if 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 you are, if you've been saved an extended period of time and you're still having problems, you need to grow up. You need to grow up. If, if, If you constantly come in here and your focus is on what other people are wearing or what other people are doing, you need to grow up. Or move up. Just move up where you can't see none of it no more. That's why Shane is. Shane don't want to be distracted by all the foolishness behind him. He's right on the front row. Amen. Are y'all with me? You you, you find murmuring, complaining, whining. Why? There's a maturity level there. Well, I just get offended when I went to church. Well, let's, let's quote a Bible verse for that. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If you're offended by something and that, that all that does is reveal your maturity level. Man, I didn't plan on going to all this tonight, but... <laughs> what caused the murmuring? A level of maturity. You know, we got baby Christians, got things going on. Things are not going exactly the way they wanted it to go. So we're just going to complain. So, people are involved. Y'all with me? Say it with me. People are, people are involved. Then we have... Then we have the amount of people, massive amount of people, massive amount of people. So, so what, that, what is that teaching us? The, the, the more a, an organization grows, the more the church grows, the more things you're going to have to do to adjust and, and be able to keep it going and, 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 and keep it organized. And so we, we got to learn to grow with it. Amen. And then what was the third one? Maturity. The maturity level of the people. Maturity level of the people. Cause a big issue. Okay. Then fourthly, here's, this is huge. Huge. Where their focus was, their focus was on them, themselves, themselves. Let me to tell you what will cause a problem faster than anything in this world in a church is when you stop focusing on the people who need the gospel and focus on yourself. People that focus focus on themselves. Complain if they didn't hear their song, or or if it didn't go just the way they wanted it to go. Listen, when when people focus on themselves, they will say things like this: "Well, I just didn't care much for the worship today." Well, that's, that's that's no problem. It's okay because we wasn't worshiping you, <laughs> right? And so. Where's our focus? Where's our focus? Is our focus kingdom focused? Is it kingdom focused or is it me focused? What did, I, what did I get? Well, I just didn't get nothing today. Well, worship is about giving something. So you got it backwards. You thought they was, we were was worshiping you and you come to get something. Right? Listen. God's kind of tightening things up a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. But he cares about making disciples. He cares about making disciples. Now, this is going to be major when we get to point number two. Now, look at, look at point number two. <clears throat> look what it says. First, first, we have progress in the ministry. When you have progress in the ministry, it creates problems in the ministry, right? Right? When a church faces a serious problem, this presents the leaders and the members with a number of opportunities. For one thing, problems give us the opportunity to examine our ministry and discover what changes must be made. I love this by Henry Ford. Failure is an opportunity to begin again more. Somebody say amen. Failure is not final. And... and, and, and I believe it was Edison who said, talked about how many times, how many times that, that it was like in the thousands of of, of times he, he failed at making the light bulb. He said, I didn't fail. I just found however many thousands of ways that would not work. <laughs> Y'all with me? And so that's how you got to look at it in ministry, in church. Man, we've tried all kinds of things that didn't really Paying out, but we didn't quit, and we didn't throw in the towel. We just started all over again, right? Right? And so this is an opportunity for them to examine, okay, where is the problem? What do we need to do about the problem? Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, let me hurry, let me hurry, because y'all done took too long listening, and I'm behind schedule. All right, number one, the present situation. Number two, say number two. (laughs) Oh, help us, Jesus. Did y'all hear that? All right. What I meant was pre- <laughs> If y'all were in the balcony, y'all didn't hear it. I said, say number two. And they said, number two. All right. I, I, I deserve that one. I deserve that one. All right. what What is number two? Say it again. Now say this to your neighbor. There's an antidote. Come on, everybody say it. There's an antidote for every snake bite. Say it again. There's an antidote. All right. Now, first, write this down. A, I want you to see the pattern initiated. What did the disciples do? What did the disciples do? Verse number two. When the disciples heard about the murmuring, when the disciples heard about the murmuring, they didn't just start talking bad about the members, which is very tempting to do. Say amen. They didn't say, I'm quitting this church and I'm going to where they don't murmur. They didn't do that either. Right? What did they do? What did they do? Look at what it says, verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto, here's what I want you to write, or, or keep in mind. Problems don't go away by themselves. We always must confront the problem, not ignore it. Okay? You have to confront the problem, not ignore it. This is not just in church. This is in marriages. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. When when you ignore a problem that you know is a problem because you just don't want to deal with it, it's not going to go away. Matter of fact, what it does, it it just it it just uh, it, it, it it increases in interest. The interest on that increases till one day, yes, it explodes. All right, it do not go away. It just gets worse. It just piles up. This little bit, this little problem, this little problem, that little problem, that little problem, that little problem. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to act like that didn't happen. I'm going to do this. Until all of a sudden, one day, I'm tired of it. When it's our fault. Because we allowed all those little ones to add up when we should have dealt with it. How many of y'all have been married long enough to realize them things don't go away? How many of y'all been in church long enough to know when murmuring starts they don't go away? My sweet dad, my sweet dad he it, the years he pastored stuff would happen, and he'd just try to go on and and just hope for the best and 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 not try to stir stuff up, but sometimes that's not. That's not the best idea. Because I have seen over the years, I've seen over the years from growing up and even with him, that people stirring up problems, causing problems. Good people would come and go and leave because of people stirring up problems. And when it's all said and done, dad's up here with me and the people causing problems are still there. So what's the point? Whenever there's a problem, confront it. Say it with me. And this is the best way to confront a problem. Gather everybody that's got a problem and put them in the same room. You say, how do you know who's got the problem? Who's ever murmuring? Whoever heard the murmur, whoever said the murmur came from whoever heard it and whoever it involves, get them all in the same room. That's the only way it works. Because if you don't, it's going to be he said this and she said that and no 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 no, get them all together. What did the, what did the, the apostles do? He, they gathered them all together. All those that are murmuring, all those that's got issues, come just come come, come on. Let's solve this. Hey, we're we're in, we're a family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't need to keep going like this. We don't need to let this fester. We don't need to let this go. Hey, we're on the same team, guys. It's not us versus them. I'm meeting with seven or eight pastors right now. Seven or eight pastors right now. Do you know what the biggest problem in the American church today, when I'm in the American church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. It's because churches have a me versus them mentality. And I told every single one of them guys, I said, I used to have that. And I know some of y'all deal with it. I said, we got to quit that. We're on the same team. We may be in different buildings, in different parts of town, but it's for the kingdom. The king and his kingdom, we're on the same team. It's not us versus them. Right? So you got to love somebody. And by the way, never let winning the argument be more, uh, worth more than, than, than keeping the relationship. Because a relationship is more than being right. Yeah, I didn't think you'd like that. It's okay to say sorry. What if I'm not? Say it anyway. Till you feel it. Man, when I first got married, I can argue with stump. Tammy's, Tammy's the quiet type. She don't want to argue. Makes me so mad. Let's, let's get it on. I mean, let's just, let's have it out. Let's solve it right here. And I'd win the argument. If I would not win an argument, I'd get loud and I, and I well, I won. And, 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 I, and I'd, I'd be laying on the couch saying I'm the winner. And then, and then I grew up and I realized that's not winning. Do I have a witness men? We're on the same team. Come together. Don't avoid, won't even speak in Walmart, but sit on this side of the church and sit on that side of the church. Come on, guys. Y'all know. Y'all been in church a long time, too. You know how this works. We'll go to church with years of people, disgruntled, and think God's going to bless that mess. What'd they do? They got everybody together. Let's let's solve it. Let's confront it. Let's deal with it. It may hurt. It it may, hey, let's let's solve this thing. You can't ignore the problem. You must what? You must confront it. You must confront it. Okay? Okay? Now, Meredith Walter said this, ignoring things won't make them go away. It only, let's read it all together. Let's read that. It's right under A. Ignoring things, everybody read it with me. Come on, help me. Ignoring things won't make them go away. It only makes it harder to face them when they finally come around. Look at your neighbor and say, they always come around. Yes. Confront the problem. Then, then be I want you to see not only the pattern initiated, but the priorities identified. The priorities identified. Look what they say. Look what they say. Verse number two. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It is not reason. It is not, the word reason there means fit. This is not the best use of our time. And I, I, it almost sounds, it almost sounds a little arrogant, but it's not. It almost sounds like, well, you're just too good to, no, that's not, that's not what they're saying. And I know that's not what they're saying because Jesus just got through with them and said, listen, wash each other's feet. Be a servant. The greatest leaders are servant leaders. Are y'all with me? And I believe with all of my heart, the apostles got it. They finally got it. That's in their head. But listen, Jesus told them. Jesus told them. I had it, I had it copied and I meant to bring it out. I had like five verses I wanted to share with you. Jesus told Peter, when it, when it listen, when he finally got him on the shore and said, Peter, do you love me? What did he say? Feed my sheep. All right. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And and listen, Peter says, Feed the flock of God over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. Paul says the same thing in the book of Acts. Feed the flock of God. In other words, the word of God is critically important to the health of the church. Are you all with me? He tells tells Timothy, he said, Give exhortation. He said, Focus on your reading, son. Focus on your teaching and your doctrine. He even says in the second letter, He says, Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, where the time will come when people shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, focus on the word, preach the word, teach the word. That is a priority. And what, what Peter is saying here? He said, "Listen, we care about the widows getting their food, but there is something more important that we have, and that is the word of God." And this is so big. I I I I'm, I, I met with these, these, these eight pastors. <clears throat> I got a a, a, a a white I got a whiteboard, board uh, like a chalkboard. You know what I'm saying? Dry erase board or whatever. And, and, and I, I'm doing everything I can to influence and encourage these guys to start uh, this disciple-making ministries in their churches because the one command that God has given the New Testament church is go and make, go and make disciples. That's why I'm, I, I've just been consumed with this. Y'all know how it's been the last few weeks. It comes out in everything I preach on. I can preach a baby dedication. I'm talking about making disciples out of them little fellas. Because that's what God called us to do, right? And so, man, I'm encouraging these guys, and, 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 and this is what I did. I, we put a dry erase board up, and I, I, got my, my, I got my marker, and I said, All right, guys, tell me things you have to do. Tell me things you have to do. Tell me some of your responsibilities in your job that you got. Seven or eight pastors here, look. And and they'd tell me something, and I'd write it down. They'd tell me something else, and I'd write it down. And, and man, they had a whole whole board list of the stuff they're they're responsible for that they've got to do. And then I, I stepped back and I looked at it. And this is what I said. How many of those things have anything to do with making a disciple? Not one single one. Let me tell you what's happening. We've created a culture where the preacher gets paid to do everything. So we can come sit and watch. They tried to do it here. But Peter said, "Well." Time out. Time out. I know this is important. But there's something more important. And this is is where I'm going with this. We don't have that problem here. Y'all have blessed me and y'all allow me to do what I need to do so I can bring the word and bring the bread of life. But most pastors in America don't have that ability. And what's happened is we've pigeonholed them and they're running around everywhere in the world trying to wipe everybody's noses running and trying to, trying to fix everybody that is disgruntled or mad about something, trying to get this family to get along with this family over here and try to go get this one and, and, get, and, 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 and the preacher who's supposed to be delivering the word and studying the word and digging in the word. And, and by the way, if you do it right, it's a lot of work. Amen. Listen, baking bread takes time. But these guys are running around like a chicken with their head cut off trying to fulfill all of these things that their people expect out of them and they don't have no time for the Word. Yes, that's it. Well, I just don't think it's that way. Then tell me why. Then tell me why it is that the majority of people that come from other churches and come to temple, one of the number one things they say, we've learned more in three weeks here than we had the whole time at the other church. Listen, am I saying it? He don't have time. And so you have Peter saying, hey, this is important. We're going to give ourselves to the word and to prayer because we have to feed the sheep. If the sheep are not fed, they become malnourished. And guess what? If they're malnourished, then that affects their immune system. And if their immune system is affected, guess what? They're susceptible to disease and parasites. Why do you think churches in America are dying? Because they ain't got no immune system. And the reason they have no immune system is they don't have a good diet of the word of God. Listen, there's there's a sign on my door. I have I have a I have a little noise machine, because I, I have ADD and PhD and all them other D's. If I hear something, it, 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 my attention I can't. I spend most most of the time all day on, on Saturdays up here because that's when nobody's here. And that don't mean you need to come up here. You stay away from me. <clears throat> all right, that's there's a reason that I'm away from everybody, amen? I can hear one sound and I'm totally, and now I got to get back in the groove and and study because my attention's, I got to stay focused. I get easily distracted. But they know this is important. They know what I'm doing up on this platform is critically important. I have to have the time to bake bread because y'all are a bunch of hogs that come to the trough and I got to feed you. Are y'all with me? And I'm glad. I'm glad because most of the pastors that I run into and I try to help, the people show up just because they're supposed to. I said, man, my guys, they've got notepads, they've got pens, and they will cuss me if I leave a word out. Well, I embellish a little bit. But you're hungry. You know why? Because you like what you're getting. Now, that brings up a major, major point. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. There's a priority identified. Then see, we see not only the pattern initiated, the priorities identified. See, the people's involvement. The people's involvement. Look what they say. Look what they say. Say, look, we've got to focus on the word. We've got to focus on the word. I'm not saying that this is not important. I'm not saying that visiting the hospital is not important. I'm not saying that visiting the shut-in is not important. I'm not saying none of that. But what Peter is saying, he said, but there's something that's more critically important. This cannot be neglected. He said, verse 3, wherefore, brethren, you amongst yourselves, look ye out among you. Look ye out among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What, 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 what are we saying here? <clears throat> when problems come up, when problems come up, especially as the, as the organization gets bigger and bigger and bigger, I've got my thing and y'all got your thing. And if I'm not doing my thing, you're going to get weak and anemic. And if you're not doing your thing, I'm going to get weak and anemic. When we were in the little building, <clears throat> when we were in the little building, Brother Craig Edwards, the one that just did our conference, y'all know who I'm talking about? I was running around like a chicken in my head cut off. We couldn't even stop for lunch without my phone ringing and I'm having to get up and go and, and, and just, it was just, I mean, it's just the way it was. I didn't have any staff and, and it was just, here we go. And by the way, guys, God is incredibly blessed Tipple. We got, we were up into seven to 800 people before we ever even started adding staff. I don't want to ever have to do that again. But it was just insane. Just, and he stopped me. He took me to lunch just to be able to talk to me about this. He said, son, you're in your 20s right now. And you've got energy. And you've got excitement. But you ain't going to have that when you turn 40. And if you don't do something, you're going to die. <laughs> you think i listen? Nope. No. Because I felt pretty good. I got this. Till I had to go to a doctor. And he looked me in my eyes and said, If you don't change something, you're going to have to change what you do. Talking about profession. I cried all the way home. Not because I can't do nothing else. Because I love carpentry. I love, that's, that's, that's not the issue. But this consumes me. This is not a career. This is a calling. Listen. And I had to realize, I got my thing. And I need you to do your thing. Let's see what that is. They said, we're going to focus on the word. And I want you out from among you, you choose some people to handle this. What Peter is saying is we got our thing and we need you to do your thing. Now watch, watch how biblical this is. Watch how biblical this is. Number three, prevailing service. First thing we see, there was cooperation given. They liked that idea. They liked that idea. The Bible says in verse 5 and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen and, uh, and, and six others there. And by the way, this is a cool fact. All of those names are Greek. All of those names are Greek. Who was doing the whining? Be careful about whining. God make you solve, he may make you solve the problem you're whining about. Did y'all see it? Don't you love the people that come come to the pastor and say, I think the church needs to do. Let me translate that. I think somebody else besides me needs to do something about this. But when they come to me and say, I think the church needs to do this. I said, I'm commissioning you. You're the church. Help yourself. (laughs) That's kind of what Peter did right here, isn't it? Okay. The Greeks had the problem. They got involved to solve it. If you're not willing to get involved to solve it, keep your mouth shut. It irritates me when people that are not involved in something wants to critique something. If if, if you're not in the, if you're not, let's just say this. If you're not in the nursery ministry, you don't get a vote on what happens in there. You you, you don't. Not the color, not the carpet, not, not nothing. But if you want to go change some diapers, I'll listen to what you got to say. Well, you're the pastor. Do you have anything to say? Not one thing. How can I help you? That's all you need to tell me. How can I help you? I don't want to change no diaper. Just tell me. I'll paint it. Whatever color you want to paint it, I'll put anything in there. It does not matter. If you're going to be to help yourself, I'll help you any way I can out here. <laughs> right? People complain about the visiting program that don't even visit please be careful whining look here Ephesians 4 quickly quickly we're out of time watch how this works this is the way this is set up Ephesians 4 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers these are the leadership this is, this is what God has given as a gift to the church y'all didn't know it but I'm a gift to you don't even have a bow, but I'm a gift. Amen? Now, what am I for? What am I here for? Verse 12. I'm just kidding about that, God. Don't get all tied about that. I'm just cutting up. But God gave me to you to do this. Verse 12. Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. All right? Now, this is one, two, and three under there. I got to do it quick because we're out of time. One, two, and three. Y'all see that under there? Don't y'all have blanks in that one? Okay, one, two, and three. Write this down. Leaders mature saints. The word perfecting there means developing, maturing. So it is my job to feed you, teach you, train you, develop you, mature you. Are y'all with me? That's why God put me here. So it's my job, my responsibility to lead and feed. Say that with me. It's my job to... What does the shepherd do? He... Does that make sense? And then the sheep grow. And what happens when the sheep grow? The sheep among themselves reproduce. Okay? Now, watch this. Secondly, the saints accomplish the ministry. The next part of that verse. God gave us these these gifted people to train and mature us so that we can accomplish the work of the ministry. One of the greatest compliments that, that any visiting pastor or visiting evangelist says about temple he said look at everybody serving he said on a sunday morning they're going around here like a bunch of ants everywhere it's just people doing everything that's great that is exactly the way it's supposed to be choose you out you need somebody to listen serve coffee one of y'all need to serve coffee listen Uh, watching the babies, working the parking lot, all of these things, the work of the ministry, going and seeing the sick, calling on people. That's It's us. We're all together. That's the work of the ministry. I am to lead and feed, develop and train, help you find your gift, and then help you find a place in the body of Christ to use it. And then when you're doing that, when I'm doing my thing, and you're doing your thing, watch what happens. Watch what happens. The third thing. The church is strengthened. Look at the next verse. For the perfecting of the saints, when the, when the, when the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers are developing the people... They're perfecting the saints, maturing the saints, and the saints are doing the work of the ministry. They're doing their thing that they're gifted for and placed in the body of Christ for. Then the edifying of the body of Christ happens. What does the word edify mean? It means to build up. It means to build up. Look at this. Look at this. And we need to keep doing this. I need to keep teaching. I need to keep preaching. I need to keep feeding. I need to keep leading. You need to keep operating in your gift and operating in your passion and serving till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, which means complete. What is it? When, when will our church be complete? When everybody in here is doing their thing. Not when everybody in here is waiting for everybody else to do their thing. Are y'all with me when we're all participating, when we're all involved, watch this, watch this, that we henceforth be no more children. See, we got to grow up. We got to grow up. We got to mature. We got to develop. We got to feed on the word of God and mature. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. How is that going to happen? By learning sound doctrine. That's why he told Timothy, preach sound doctrine, teach, preach. Are y'all with me? And look, look at verse 15. Speaking the truth in love, may, what's the next two words? Say it again. Say it again. What does most American Christians need to do? Grow Grow up. Into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now watch this. Here we go. Watch this. Verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted in other words, you're making an impact by that which every joint, what? supplies, According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. How many parts? Yeah. Who needs to be involved? Yeah. Everybody. Maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. What does that mean? When I'm doing my thing? When I'm leading and feeding and teaching and studying and giving you the word? you're growing, you're maturing, you're developing, you're learning the Word, you're getting stronger, you're finding your gift, you're finding your passion, and you're doing it, you're impacting the body of Christ by what you're supplying and by your service. And when that takes place, the body of Christ gets stronger and stronger and stronger. What happened when Peter and the rest of the apostles were able to do their thing? And the people did their thing. Let's look what happens. Verse number 7. Verse number 7. Let's all read it together. And the word of God. Come on everybody let's all read it. Verse 7. And the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Let me say that again. And the word of God increased. Watch this now. And the number of the. What happened? Multiplied. What is our one calling? Make disciples. What is our job? You know when the disciples were multiplied? When Peter and the apostles were able to focus on the word of God. And prayer. And the people got involved in solving their own problem. All those names were Greeks. So instead of talking about it, they got busy doing something about it. And all God's people see it. How many glad you came tonight? All right, all right. Huh? Oh, I did it again. See there? Y'all are just relentless. B, there's continued growth. Continued growth. Is that, is that the right word? Is that the, is that the one I missed? All right. Yeah, there was no cussing involved at all. I see that. That's great. All right. Is Hayden here? Is my buddy here? Well, tell him I missed him. You make sure and tell him I missed him. I was looking for him. I was hoping he'd be here. Tell him I missed him. All right. And all God's people say it. All right, we got to dismiss. Oh, my goodness, I'm 10 minutes late. They're going to kill me. All right, that's going to be a problem. <clears throat> All right? All right, let's pray. Y'all, hey, listen, if you've got kids, please run and get them fast. Lord Jesus-